Welcome to the Immigration Podcast. Today, I interviewed Natalie, who was kind enough to respond when I put the word out on Facebook for recent immigrants. Natalie and her family have had quite the experience immigrating from South Africa to New Zealand. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Here we go. So, I'm going to just go ahead and get started. So, tell me your name and where you were born. Uh, I'm Natalie Jane Luttering. And I was born in Durban, South Africa. Oh, in Durban. Okay, yeah. that's one of the only places that I have not been to. Oh. And I don't know why. We've been all around, but just oh, never just made it down that. to Durban. Yeah, which is Funny. okay. I suppose the, the pretty side of it is oh, up the just, coast. That just means we need to get back <laughs> and get there, right? How old were you when you moved to New Zealand? Uh, I only moved in May 2019, so I've only been here. Oh, okay. A year and a half, yeah. And when you came over, you came with your family? Nope. No! No. So my partner is, long story short, was born in South Africa, then moved to Australia, grew up in Australia, became a citizen, and then went back to South Africa. Okay. Finished his high school there, and then carried on. So then obviously they have dual citizenship. Nice. And so when he decided we need to get out of South Africa, first it was Australia, and he was like, no, actually, I don't want to go back to that heat and the flies. And we watched a program here, a YouTube thing called Bus Life New Zealand. And it tour up and down. And he found New Zealand. And he was like, no, nope, that's it. Had we he come to, to New Zealand when he was a kid living in Australia at all? Nope. Not no, at all. Nothing. Oh, wow, because a lot of Aussies come over yeah. for holidays. No, for a year. no, no. And uh, he came first. It was supposed to only be a three-month gap. But I couldn't get my unabridged birth certificate from South Africa. Because it was all backed up. Oh. So then I opted to go for a work visa as a partner of a New Zealander. Because yeah. he immediately, as an Australian, becomes a New Zealander. Yeah. It took seven and a half months for me to get here. Uh, and then, oh, I'm divorced. Okay. So the kid's dad's South Africa, and we have a very good relationship. Very, like, open, shared parenting. When we made this decision, it was Aussie go first. Then I go, set up home, make sure they've got beds, comfortable, we're going to stay there in a good place, and then kids come, and then Ross comes, my ex-husband. Oh, wow, he was going to come too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, what yeah, a blended we, thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we wanted the kids to be able to have both parents in mm-hmm. a joint decision. So, and he was okay to just uproot and come over because oh, he wanted to be with yeah. the kid. Wow, that's a big commitment. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, I think that's a decision we made when we got divorced eight years ago was that we would try and be as best friends as possible. And then I um, came over and I battled to find work. Yeah, it's and not easy. And I was easy. scared to bring the kids without work, without that commitment and everything. Stability. Yeah, mm. yeah. So... I left the kids longer than expected with Ross, mm. and they came eight months later. How old are your kids? Um, my twins are eight, and my other one is ten. Okay, so they're yeah, still really they're little, young. too, yeah. to be away from them for that long, and you didn't go back any in between. I didn't. It's just too expensive. It I is, mean, it's not and I was realistic. just trying to... I also paid for everything myself, and then I also did my ex-husband's visa to come over oh wow and his flights so it was like working towards that without a job and converting south african rents yeah and we didn't come over bleeding money yeah we didn't come over with having sold assets we literally sold to pay off debt and came you're definitely not the only one that does that i've heard that story from friends not just from south african friends but all over the place 
we kept our house there and we're renting it out and then we have a rental property. So in theory, that's mm. still kind of a backup plan that if yeah. it hits the fan here and we really are in a pinch mm. then, because the idea was that that would be retirement money then. Yeah. Cause like, I don't really have any really know, retirement the, or that's anything. That's the scary thing. And I'm 42. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at some point I'm going to want to retire, not anytime soon, but at oh. some point I'm going to. So, you know, we were just talking about house prices in New Zealand being so pricey. I'm always like, yeah. man, if I sold those houses, I could maybe afford a deposit, but that's all then gone you, then. Yeah. So you have nothing left to go from. I know. That's why we, we're looking at the whole tiny home oh, yeah. concept because we'd love to live more off-grid. Okay. Um, but then you still have to have the place to put it in the well, land that's is the still thing, expensive. the land and, and all of that. But I think that might be our only option to not then be in debt till we... Right. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll at least give you a leg up in yeah. the process. It's a bit of a rigmarole, but... It's always a rigmarole. Were you in Auckland first and then moved here? Um, or did you no, always I want didn't. to come to Ozzy, Tauranga? Ozzy came to, to Auckland first. Okay. He got offered a job because he's a plumber. But it was literally one of those where they were just catching people because the minute he landed, he was like, I cannot work in these conditions. Oh, really? They'd like offered accommodation. It was a house chair that mm. looked ridiculous. He's like, I'd live like that. I can't. I'm not going to trade my life in no, South Africa. No, we didn't do that, we were... to, for that. Yeah. So then um, acquaintances of ours were here and he said, well, come down for a weekend, see what Taronga's mm-hmm. like. And he came down, he arranged an interview on the Saturday and started working on the Monday. <laughs> well, for the trades, I mean, yeah. this is, I think, a great area yeah. to be in because there's so much new construction mm. and just, I don't know, I, I feel like, I don't know personally what Kiwis do, but I don't feel like they would be fixing their own plumbing. It's not yeah, a thing. That, like, they would always call a plumber. Mm. I don't know if it's just because of codes. I think they it is. I think it's their it own, like, everyone has their thing that they need to do, and they just leave it up to... The professionals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. and in the States, I feel like if something was broke, you would try to fix it yourself first before you yeah. call a plumber, yeah. but if you had to, and you don't know how to fix it, then you have to call somebody, but only then, mm. after the fact. And for me, it feels... It's not like a massive adjustment in terms of what it feels like to live here. Okay. Because it feels like Durban. We're so close to the beach. I mean, we can walk to the beach. Yeah. Made it easier. The water's cold, though, isn't it, compared to Durban's water? It is, it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot colder. I yeah. think uh, I need to stop breathing the first time thinking I'm all brave, dive straight in. <laughs> yeah. It'll take your breath away yeah, for does. sure. Yeah, my son was doing, he does board academy, and he was literally walking on water a couple of weeks ago because he went without a wetsuit and he was freezing. Yeah, that's pretty brave. Even if it's like 13 degrees, it's still really cold. Yeah, I only go in like at the end of summer when it's got the whole summer to warm up or in a wetsuit or something because that makes a big difference too. But I'm a baby. I hate being (laughs) cold. I'm such a wimp. But what made you pull the trigger to move here just... Uh, it was a combination of things. About a year and a half, two years before we moved, I got hijacked with the kids. Oh, my At gosh. the kids' school. At school? At school. Oh, my gosh. In the parking lot. So we were held at gunpoint, the kids thrown out of the car, and almost drove off with the, my boy twin. And that was like a big turning point, because you always think, oh, it'll never happen to me. It's happening. Everyone knows hijackings and murder and everything. It's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's not in your circle. But yeah. when it starts happening in your circle, you think, you know what? It's too close. And from that time, the knock-on effect financially 
having lost a vehicle and had two vehicles on finance and then the bank went actually no your circumstances have changed if I can't finance you again and all of that and then the the traumatic side for the kids even though everyone assumes South Africans are racist we're the complete opposite for me I just don't I, I don't see the color and the kids were petrified of black men Petrified, petrified. Well, if that was their experience, you can understand yeah. why they would so, be. So we'd go into a shop, and I'd have one stuck behind my leg, yeah. and the other one trembling or weeing himself, and I'd have to walk up to that person and say, I'm so sorry, we know you're not bad, because they look at you like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. But can you please say hello, and you know, yeah. so that they just know. just had a really horrible yeah. experience, and they're yeah. not just being jerks, like they're exactly. freaked out. they are, yeah. Aww. And that just made me think, you know what, I can't have them live like this. Even two years down the line, getting into the car at the shop, yeah. it was just too traumatic. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, That's oh, so. It's okay. It's okay. So it just it hurts my mama heart, though. Because you don't want any kids to go through yeah. that. You, as a grown up, it's a little bit easier to swallow because you're like, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, didn't get hurt or, yeah. you know, left on the side of the road. So they just yeah. took off with your car. Yeah, there was a bit of a, a struggle in it. Yeah. There was no way I was letting go with three kids strapped in the back. No. I just, um, I fought till I could, basically. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe that they'd be like so ballsy to do it right outside school, too. Oh, yeah. The first guy came at me with a, a dagger top. Must have been like a knuckle buster, but it had a blade on the end. Oh, wow. And he came at me with that, but I instinctively just put my arms up. But I had quite big bangles, and that caught the blade, okay. and that went flying. And next minute, he grabbed the gun from the other guy's hip. So I don't think he was intentionally going to put a firearm at me, but then that's when it just all went like, Wow. And you said, no, we're good. We're going to go now and see if yeah. we can get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, we, we first looked at the UK, and then we were like, you know what, we're such... Not that we excessively outdoor people but we love the beach and it's like there's not do nice we do beaches. we want to do that and then the australia thing and then unless we just thought you know what we know that that was a season of our life like i always believe there's seasons and you go through and you learn from things but it was time to let the kids be able to have a better life and a better chance also yeah absolutely yeah oh, wow that's such a ptsd after effect I think it's still going to have But they were little enough that maybe it will... Yeah, the 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 10-year-old, even though he's only a little bit uh, older than them, he did try, and that was the worst part for him, is because he was actually handled. He took a seatbelt off him, came through to the driver's side to try and get to me, and they grabbed him and threw him. And I think he, he will still have effects like now I didn't even think about it they went on camp and they did one of those blind at night where they go through a trail oh yes and it was like a scare tactic and he literally freaked out and I didn't think hang on now maybe this is gonna trigger because he got pulled yeah but yeah Yeah, I mean you can just do the best that you can do and And try to keep moving you know I just said to them at the end of the day because I don't want them to have a hate in their heart Mm -hmm. so I just said you know what maybe their family hadn't had food. You know, you don't know what their circumstances are and, you know, maybe they've asked for forgiveness now and Forgive well, you I, I can't have them hate. Yeah. I don't want them to hate anybody. Yeah. You know, everyone does things for, whether it's a good or the right reasons, but... So, hmm. so when you decide, okay, nope, we're going to move to New Zealand, how much research did you do on oh it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we did a lot. Did you? <laughs> I think... 
Because you hadn't been here before. No, we've never been. And Ozzy wasn't going to do the whole up and travel here, have a look and travel back. We just weren't in a financial position to do that. Which is what a lot of South Africans do. They do the look-see. Yeah. Maybe do job interviews. Yes, and then then go go back. back, Yeah. Get the visa. For us, it was too much of the what-ifs. If we committed, we committed. Mm-hmm. We just up and came. <laughs> That's good. But we did a lot of YouTube following people that had, like, to see the what the homes are like. And the, mm. there's a lot of YouTube stuff that you can Google out there. Oh, like, yeah. Random people just do, like your podcasts, like mm-hmm. things of what shopping is like. Like, we'd never done a self-checkout ever in our lives. But we'd watched it on the YouTube, so yeah. we knew to expect that. Yeah, you, you know? probably hadn't pumped your own gas. No, never. I still have still not put air in the tires because I'm too scared. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do the fuel thing. I love it because I remember the first time I went to South Africa. Like, it's not something that you even talk about when you don't have it. No. <laughs> but the first time I went to South Africa, my husband's, like, handing the key to the guy. He needs the key to open up the gas tank. I'm like, wait a minute. They pump your gas here? I don't think there's any place. There might be, like, one or two places yeah. in the States that might have it just for, like, a fun little mm-hmm. throwback thing. But I've never had anybody else pump my own gas, so it threw me off completely. And then you tip them, too. <laughs> yeah. That's such a point. I'm like, you don't tip, like, hardly at all in South Africa. It's not yeah. a customary thing yeah. for real. I mean, I think some places you do, but not, yeah. like, in New Zealand, we don't tip, like, anywhere. I, I'm shocked. I still try. Yeah. Yeah, we I'm do like, sometimes, too. Shame. You know, they just, they, for me, it's like, they work for minimum wage. Yeah, but and minimum wage you, here is a lot better than the five rand that they're getting still, at they the gas station. Here. We all live yeah. here. Yeah, oh, well, sure. I mean, yeah. what goes around comes around, you know? Yeah. So you kind of had an idea in your head of what you thought oh, that it was going yeah. to be. And then once you got here, did it match what you thought it was going to be? Or was it like, uh, oh, wow, no, this is different than I yes thought. Yes and no. The yeah. houses took me by big surprise. No videos did justice as to how close in proximity the homes are or how old <laughs> they really are. And okay. we're not used to having wooden homes. Oh, yeah. And that's a big thing, like. Like, I'm so petrified one of the kids are going to go through the wall. But um, <laughs> we're so used to brick. But that that's what like, threw me off. Like, I was like, sure. Like, are we moving into shantytown or is it normal? It's you so know? funny. Yeah, because yeah, in South Africa, everything is brick and tiles. Yeah. And it keeps the houses nice and cool. Yeah. And it still stays warm-ish in the winter because mm. the wind doesn't whip through. We have, like, a wind tunnel. Like, the, the kitchen door is a double-wide door. So if that's open... And the garage is open. Oh, it has, like, just, air flowing yeah. through here, which is nice in the summertime. But even in the winter, you can feel mm. wind moving yeah, through yeah. when you're like, oh, I don't want to be cold now. Yeah. And this is this is our heat pump. This is for the whole house. This is all we yeah, get. Yeah, it doesn't travel down that it way. It doesn't go down the <laughs> hall at all. So the bedrooms are, like, freezing. We've got the under bed mattress cover things mm-hmm. with heaters um, on the timers for the kids because I'm also petrified of starting a fire or yeah. something. I know other people leave them on all night long and they're fine, but I'm like, you're going to get burnt or something. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't grow up with that. Yeah, yeah. In the States, we have central heat. So everything is it's just temperature just controlled. Yeah. yeah. So besides like the houses and yeah. proximity and stuff, was there anything else that you're like, oh, on YouTube, it looked like it was going to be this way and you get here and... I was very, I, I was a bit emotional driving from Auckland here because I was driving through and I was like, oh my gosh, where has he brought me? Yeah. <laughs> because when you drive 
this through like some of the farm towns it's just these like sheds that are just so old and broken down i thought oh my gosh what have we done (laughs) yeah but then coming through like as you get back into more civilization then yeah then i was like oh Sure, it's not so like this. Yeah, and whenever we drive through, if we go like the Matamata way up, there is just miles and miles of nothing. Yeah, nothing. nothing. And that's what I thought he was taking me to because he loves the outside and he loves being where you there's no other building. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have you done? <laughs> what have you not told me? Yeah. Other than that, not seeing so many people of color was yes. Isn't that weird? Very, very strange to me. I was extremely dark when I arrived. I've got a weird colour now. I've never been this colour in my life. I'm like, I was very, very dark, almost like Indian dark uh-huh. from being at the beach. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm darker than everyone here. Where are all the brown yeah. people? Yeah. yeah. And like Indians. I, I was so used to, because Durban is a lot of Indian. Yeah. Now, when I, I've, we've become friends with a company that uh, sells Indian and they also do traditional Durban oh. cuisine in, in the Mount. And I'm, I love being around it because I actually miss being around that culture. For sure. Yeah. So that was a big shocker for me. Because it's not just that culture. It's partly your culture. Yeah, Even yeah. though you're Even not though we Indian, know it, we, you've been around it for your entire yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. I'm not Italian, but I worked at an Italian restaurant for years mm. and years. Now I'm like, I feel like I'm honorary. Like, I can, I can hang with them. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big shocker. I was like, really? What? So what? Yeah. Oh, what's going well, on? Well, like, especially have they done something. Papamoa, <clears throat> and <throat> I go to the school functions, and I'm like, I don't understand why is there so many blonde. This is Hitler's yeah, dream or yeah. something. Like, there's so many white and people. Redheads. Yeah. So many redheads. Gosh, it's like there's not that many in South Africa. Like, Aussie, no. this whole family are, are very red. Oh, okay. And but it's not something you see in the schools mm. as much. But they've got a beautiful red here. It's that deep. It's not a ginger. It's like an Irish color. I've never seen that before. But so yeah. But other than that, yeah, it's yeah. just a little weird difference where different. you don't yeah. realize that you didn't know it because you didn't, yeah. you weren't around it. Yeah. And then when you see it, it kind of catches you off guard. And now when I like see a Nigerian family or something, and they're so dark, I'm like, ah. right? <laughs> because I just like they smile, and you just see those big you... black teeth, and you're like, you know what? It's actually like. It sounds strange, but it's a little bit of home. It is. Yes. Or you'll hear the um, accent, or yeah. you'll hear a foreign language being yeah. spoken, and you're like, oh, wait, I know that. And the amount of foreigners in the Mount, gosh, if you go down the main street, it's just, it's quite random to hear so many different languages being spoken, especially when those cruise ships were coming. That's <laughs> part of why I wanted to do mm. this, because I was like, I love that everybody has their own little unique stories mm. of why. And then expectations, and then when you actually do get here, you know, the things that you find that you really like. So what would you say once you got here that you actually were like, yes, this is so amazing that they have this, or we can do that. Was there anything that stood out to you? The big thing is is the kids being able to go on their scooter to school, and us being able to walk to the beach and back. Just that sense of Sometimes I believe it's a false security because there's always going to be bad people in the world. Yeah. But just being able to do that is just amazing. Well, and I if like, you look at like the crime yeah. around here, it's yeah. not rapes and murders. It's no, cars it's not getting savage. broken into or scooters yeah. getting stolen. It's pity. Um, it's pity crime. It's... And I think a lot of it is teenagers that are bored, yeah. Yeah. honestly. Like people who 
there's nothing else going on, so we got to make some excitement for ourselves. The mountain is so beautiful. Like, the first time he drove me down, I got all teary because I'd never seen islands. Oh, You know, wow. and I say that because you don't have that yeah. where you can see just that. And it was just so beautiful. And also, it was a really stunning day. That's it gets really... so busy down yeah. on a weekend and or something. Unfortunately, because where we are, we're more a Manu side. So it's not as busy as downtown the Mount. But, yeah, I think that's what keeps me going is, is how beautiful and peaceful it is here when I'm missing family. It just makes it worth it. This is why we did it. And your ex is also in Tauranga? No, he hasn't come yet. Oh, he's still back there. So the kids only arrived in January of this year. They Thank God, <laughs> because if it would have been two months later, they wouldn't their have been flight, here either. Their flight, they came the end of Jan. Their flight, the flight that landed before them and walked through the terminals was the last flight from China. So there was the oh, press wow. and there was all kinds of things. And they, they did have a bit of a different experience as to what we did in Dubai with everyone masked and being scared and whatever else. Because... Obviously, Dubai knew a lot more about it. But in January? At the end of Jan already. Wow. Yeah. So he went back because he just brought the kids here to go back then to sell up and COVID hit. And he hasn't, he's in the entertainment industry. He hasn't had proper work for six plus months. And he's used every bit of savings that he was going to come here with. Oh, man. That was not the plan, COVID. <laughs> it was not the plan. But, you know, I just say to him when he gets very emotional, I know what it's like. I was separated from the kids for eight months. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I just said to him, you know what? We've just got to keep the end goal in sight. Yeah. Even though this time is really difficult being apart, they've still got the rest of their lives. So, yeah. you know, we just have to make these sacrifices now. And the borders are still such an issue even to try and get him here even after christmas even if he just comes and visits we're prepared to pay for him to come again and sort everything out just so he can spend some time with the kids but he's not going to get on in here on a work visa they've changed the residency thing now and i don't know unless i find him a kiwi wife and he courts her for the next five years (laughs) hey man stranger things have happened we're actually not the same situation but my husband's brother and his parents are still in South Africa, had a job offer, had a work visa. They were supposed to come at the end of March. They sold their house. They shipped their shipping container over. And then COVID hit and they can't get here. And then, you know, you have to enter by a certain date on your work visa. Well, that's coming and gone. The guy who's offered him the job, he's still been working remotely, but the guy really needs him here. And so he's petitioned and done the um, applications to get a extension or whatever exemption yeah but they've been declined i think twice i think they've they've tried for it and he's like you know we really need you here blah 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 and uh, same thing we'll pay for the quarantine we'll do what we have to do and Mm -hmm. they're just not getting any movement at all and i don't really know how new zealand's going to handle it because there was something like fourteen thousand kiwi fruit jobs like that they needed backpackers they need transitional people but they did ship some people in so i think they're being so i don't know picking and choosing for me it's not fair how they do it it's not fair you're a family unit even though you're not married anymore he's the father of your children Mm -hmm. and he should be able to see his kids yeah i just feel like it's hard it's not fair yeah, we have a friend who, who stays next door to us. Well, he actually came and he stayed with us, and then the house next door came available. And oh. so he took it, and his wife and family are still in Belcom. Oh. And they had sold their house and everything, moved in with the dad, but hadn't sold their business yet. 
Unfortunately, they didn't. Because they then still they have had here. no money. Yeah, they're yeah. supposed to be here, and they're still not here. Oh my gosh, so, it's, it's hard, man. It it's is. not. Yeah, so it's, it's very difficult. But it's also difficult just to get that kind of a visa too for yeah. entertainment jobs. Yeah. It's not like it's and Hollywood. we had we had um, there's Pato Entertainment here uh, in the Mount, and, and we'd spoken. Um, and my partner does, or he was a plumber, and now he hurt his back, so he's doing more pool plumbing and maintenance. And um, he does their pool, and he actually spoke about rocks, and they were like, you know what, he'd be perfect. Oh, if he, we will help them a get them here, and then COVID, it. yeah, and they now have had hard times. So yeah, that situation changes. It'll work out. I've got to, I've just got to try and keep positive that. Well, it's gonna change at some point, and maybe the vaccine is the answer. Is what I'm hoping. That's what mm. I keep hearing. Like, oh, ninety percent effective, ninety five percent effective. Yeah. So I think, okay, well, if all it takes is that to come here, you have to have, have, a, vaccine, to have the vaccine, and you have to quarantine still, then that's fine. Let's yeah. do that, but. Let's make a plan because not doing anything isn't working for anybody. Mm-hmm. It's keeping the virus out, great, yeah. but we've got a life to live yeah. and he's got kids to see and jobs to do mm. because you're just burning through your money. I mean, yeah. that's, that's got to be so hard in South Africa. The only other thing I can, we, like, we've spoke about it, but that's a big commitment. <laughs> There's like a different visa where you can come in to be the guardian of the scholar. So oh, okay. I'm thinking, hmm. You know, three children, mm-hmm. after school care is really expensive, holiday care is really expensive. He could be filling that position of an all pay scenario, but being the guardian. I wonder if studying. you have to have a certain amount of money in the bank to do that. It all yeah, comes down to there's, there's nitty gritty behind yeah, that. Yeah, but fortunately, because Ozzy is deemed, as an Australian, he's deemed a Kiwi, he didn't have to prove as much as, say, I would have had to sure. prove. So he sponsored me with my partner visa, but you try and come up with different ways. You get creative because yeah. you have to. Yeah. yeah, but that would mean he's not allowed to work. All Otherwise. of that, and that that's now supporting another adult. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. So when you got here, you took a long time to find a job. It did. What do you do? I, I'm a bookkeeper. A oh, yeah, yeah like coming. Yeah, yeah. So I thought oh, it'll be fun. For me, it's accounting, like, I don't accounting care. Yeah. yeah. Creditors, debtors, you don't have any key experience or you overqualified. And, and you, like, you don't learn zero in South Africa. Did you use zero? Well, zero. Oh, the, the package here. Yeah, yeah usually yeah, yeah. they use zero. I just yeah. keep hearing. I didn't know zero yeah. before I moved here. There's a, there's a couple of them in the States mm. that they use. I'm not an accountant, but yeah. I was like, what is this zero everybody keeps talking about? Yeah. But for me, all the packages are some of the basis. So okay. I was like, I've just picked them up pretty quickly. But yeah, it just it took somebody taking a random chance on me mm-hmm. just because we clicked in an interview. And I'd applied for so many jobs that I just, I got so depressed when I realized well, this the, is not, you know. The thing that made me sad too, though, is they just don't reply at all. Uh, There's yeah. no response, thanks for applying or thanks for submitting your yeah. CV. Just nothing, dead yeah. air. And you're like, well, did you get it? Can you just send an automatic email, uh-huh. hand response to say thank you for applying, but no? Oh, I did get quite a few of those. Oh, <laughs> and that's, that's what I think made it feel worse. I just got no response on so many yeah. of it. I was like, you're rude. Yeah. But I do think a lot of people have told me since, like, you have to know somebody. Well, it's yeah, word of mouth that you uh, that's what I was told. So we had tried that, like, you know, speak to someone, can you speak to your person or whatever. But yeah, and then I just got a random job and then they realized what I was worth. And now 
when I decided to resign just after COVID, which is the most riskiest time to do it, I just couldn't handle where I was working anymore. And I decided I was going to do something at home, try and be there more for the kids. Because that's why I moved here, was to just to have a better life with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I started doing a bit of interior design and a bit of like flipping furniture and that type of thing. But I realized that my brain needed to be stimulated a bit more. And I put my CV out there. Second one, I got the job. Oh. And I just just having that extra little bit of Kiwi It was that the minute they see that you've worked in a Kiwi business, and for me, no disrespect to the Kiwis, but they are actually behind. (laughs) It's not that that they are so far advanced that this little South African is not going to know. They actually feel like they're 20 years behind us. So I was like, it should be the other way around. Yeah, well, and specifically, I think South Africans are pretty hardworking people. I think that you guys, if yeah. you're educated and you have work experience, like, give me a job, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. It's always the attitude that I've gotten. Yeah. I've actually talked to a couple other Kiwis who have said, like, oh, yeah, I'll hire a South African any day because they'll do the job. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't just let it sweep under the rug and yeah, no, that happens a lot here, mm. I think. Are you working full-time now? Yes. Well, I work from half past six in the morning till half past two Early. so that I can be home for the kids, which is fine because the kids are at that age where they can, you know, obviously everything sorted before I leave, yeah. but then Ozzy does the morning and okay. all they have to do is get dressed basically and pack their bag. So it's he does the morning and I do the afternoon and then I'm there for the sport and I'm there to see dancing and everything else. So. Yeah, it's a good balance. Yeah. It's hard work getting up early and going, but... Yeah, but it's... We've always been up early. Yeah. Even in South Africa, I started work at quarter to seven. Okay. So for me, it's the norm to get up and go to work, but then I used to finish at five or five. Oh, that's a long day. Yeah. Yeah, and you do Whereas, miss all the yeah, um, sports. And... Yeah, I'm finishing at half past two, and it feels like, You'll you know, I'm one of those. Out of you. And you can so. get down to the beach. And what about the kids? What do they think of New Zealand? Do they like it better? They do. I asked my eldest one this the other day, and... He misses his friends, and he misses that bond he had with them. And I, I try to explain to him, you know what, boy, it's some of these kids have been just like you. They were in the smaller schools and preschools together, and you know, in their kindergarten, and then went up together. So they've been around each other for a long time. Yeah. But they love the freedom here. The fact that it's okay for them to go on scooter, and I don't have to, like, hold their hands in the shopping centers. or Was it can... weird for you to let them go? It still is weird. <laughs> I remember going to Bayfair for the first time, and I really didn't like the food when I arrived here. I, I, I battled. I think our food in South Africa is so salty. We eat far oh, too much salt. Okay. And I found everything here to be bland. It, well, it is bland. It's not just you. And I was like, oh, my golly. And he said, oh, let's have some McDonald's. I was like, really? He's like, well, then you've got to try what it's like. So I said, okay. So... We order, and I'm standing there, and I see this mum, like, just going, just go sit there. Huh? Why are you not holding your daughter's hand? Like, you've left her to go by herself. This is a food court with (laughs) 200 people that can take her. And I felt, I was watching, like, instinctively, I'm watching her to be okay. And then I looked around, and I was like, hang on now. There's tons of kids all of a sudden on their own. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then he was like, but they're not going to be stolen here. Someone's not yeah. going to try and take your daughter to sell her for whatever. You know, it's not going to happen. So I was like saying to the mother, can you watch your children? Why would you send her away by herself? 
Do yeah. you not like her? Is that the one you want to get rid of? Yeah. The kids like that. They like that. You know, they're not having to, to do that. And my boy, Twin Andre, he said the most obvious thing to me the other night. We're driving to, to Countdown. And it was like after seven. But I find shopping with three kids is, is it's hard. It's not a party. <laughs> not my and preference. I, no. And I will not go with three kids when school's just come out and everything's busy. I would rather go... Let everyone have dinner and then go to the shop if I need. We're driving and he's like, it's safe to go at night here. Hey, I said, yes, my boy, it is. It's it's safe. And he's like, yeah, they don't like killing children here. Hey. Oh, no, boy, they don't. But that's how they're so conditioned in South Africa to know to be aware of those things. That's what I'm saying. Their whole life, that's been normal. So yeah. now you you don't know that other people live like this yeah. either. Yeah. Because this and I have to experience. say to him, like, I don't want them to have to mind what they say, but, you know, you don't always have to tell them, you know, like all the bad things. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Because these children have never, they wouldn't even watch a movie that has things that we've had to witness or see or, or whatever. Sure. You know, even just simple car accidents. You don't see that here. But, you know, I mean, there's amazing things about South yeah. Africa, too. So what would you say you miss about South Africa besides people? You know, obviously the yeah. family and friends that you now don't get to see. And mm. that's the hard part. You don't know when you're going to get to see yeah. them again. A, yeah. because of COVID. But B, because it's so far. And yeah. It's make, if you do get to go back for a visit or a holiday or something, it's so expensive. And mm. then you're shooting from A to B to C to get to see everybody. So that's hard. But... Besides people, what would you say you miss most about South Africa? Gosh, I miss the wildlife. We used to go down to, it's not the nicest beach in the world, but if you went to a certain time, you missed the rubbishes coming. And that beach, every Sunday without fail, there were dolphins. Oh, cool. And we used to time it that catch the lowest tide possible, and then low tide, so you could walk out really far, and there was a lot of rocks. So you'd have rock pools and everything, so the kids could try and catch whatever they wanted or play with the crabs or do whatever and then on the back line there's always dolphins oh, that's so, so cool. and being able to see whales like I don't I don't see that as much yet and I miss that and we didn't know that they didn't have animals in New Zealand before we moved here yeah. like there's you know in the states we have squirrels yeah and little just just wildlife yeah. Yeah. I mean we have lots of snakes we're from North Carolina so Snakes, frogs, tadpoles, oh. bugs, all these, I know. just little stuff. And here, it's like, yeah, there's birds. I'm like, birds aren't animals. Yeah, That's but there isn't even that many, like, in terms of Compared to us. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you don't, the variety, like, you see those little finchy dingies, but it's just, like, that, I miss that. Really? When you're living in it, you're like, oh, monkeys have come in the house again. Oh, <laughs> go away. Now, we, like, we really miss the monkeys. Like, we love the seagulls because they almost have the same mentality oh, as a monkey. funny. You're trying to steal your stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. But, yeah, I think that's, like, one of the, the biggest things that we miss is just that wildlife and the eagles and, and stuff like that. Like, you see the falcons here, but it's just not the same. Like yeah, we used how, to, when we used do to you feed see them? You, yeah, you yeah. don't, like, see them regularly. No, You see no. them, it's a big deal. Yeah. There's so much wildlife in South Africa. It's, yeah. You and know, we spoiled for that. parks yeah. and stuff, and you can just drive around for a few mm. hours and see 20 different species. Yeah. It's not a thing. Mm. And here, we drove to that place in Rotorua, like a wild animal park, and they oh. have they have lions and stuff there. But 
It's right. like in a big fenced-in area. It's not yeah, it doesn't walking happen. around down the you know red clay dirt road mm-hmm. and stuff like it is there. So that that's I think that's what I miss besides the family and the feeling sense of community. Yeah. Well, you'll find your people here. I mean, I think yeah. I think we've been so focused on trying to follow the chain and get everybody here and get everything sorted that we haven't socialized. And and I think that's now that the kids are getting into sport and that there's the odd mom that I would chat to or whatever, yeah. but we haven't formed a big friend circle. Yeah. And Well, you come here. We've got yeah. kids the same age. We'll cry. It'll be great. <laughs> but, like, we, you, you get used to that in South Africa, yeah. and then you come here, and you're like, oh, gosh. I know okay. nobody. Yeah. I'm a pretty extroverted person, but even for me, like, I feel like I had to put myself out there yeah. a whole lot. And on the one hand, it's nerve-wracking. But on the other hand, I was like, I kind of love it because I have this anonymity. So if I look like a fool... <laughs> which I do a lot <laughs> I'm like ah, I don't care I don't yeah, know that yeah. person yeah, they don't know me I'll yeah. probably never see them again in the rest of my life so I don't actually care if I look like a fool yeah. for me it was like well now I have an excuse to put myself out there and see what happens mm. and see where it falls for me it's still so strange I could never walk in a shopping center because my family was so well known and my dad raced up my whole life cars and motorbikes and oh, okay. drag racing whatever everyone knew my family if they were like hey Aren't you Ellen's daughter? You know, like it would be so random. Okay. Whether I'd be 30, 40 kilometers from home, I could be even in Johannesburg, like oh, three wow. hours away, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, how's your dad doing? I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So you really had to be on your toes all the yeah, time. Yeah, but you got so used to it. Now you walk and you don't know one familiar face. Like mm-hmm. I found, I started not dressing, not, not dressing down, that's a fair thing. <laughs> Trying to blend in with the locals? No, no, not at all. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to. Put a pair of shorts on and a shirt on, not not actually like care too much about my appearance. And I'm like, don't, I'm not gonna bump into anybody I know. That's it. That's You're totally like, anonymous. Yeah, yeah. So there's if someone looks at me and goes, What's and then I realised the other day, I was like, I need to actually just step up the game a little bit because the twin boy Andrea needed glasses. So we went to Specsavers and we did the whole thing. And she's like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be seventy nine dollars for the day. But they can give me a wins card. And I was like, What's what? that? And she was like, Oh. Do you know if you have a wins card? And I was like, what does she mean? And it's... I was like, no, no, I don't. So I, I thought nothing of it. It just blew over. Uh-huh. And I got home and it was a wins card. It's like, that's the subsidy. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, wel- like welfare. Yeah, we she thought I, I was like, But it's also such a common and thing I was like, here, I think. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, am I dressing that bad now that she... So you thought because you were dressed down that she was judging yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you must be trash because you look like trash. And I was like, hang on now, maybe I should actually like just try and look a little bit more respectable. I don't think it was the anything <laughs> yeah. at all with that. I'm sure she's like, you're coming to Specsavers. You obviously have a kid. Yeah. You want probably the best deal possible. And because the government does subsidize so many well. things, yeah. you probably could get one, even if you're both fully employed like yeah. we've had friends who live here in a seven hundred thousand dollar plus home two educated adults completely capable it's not like you're missing an arm and you can't flip mm. a burger and they could get the working for families subsidy oh wow but it's the systems here i try to investigate it now yeah. yeah in terms of the what you have to earn we're above that bracket but yeah. I, mean, I was like yeah, yeah okay. i mean there's there are limits yeah. to it but my oldest son he goes out to tapuki intermediate and they just started a free lunch program and they were asking me about it because i just happened to be there for my other son's interview 
And uh, she's like, oh yeah, and you know, make sure you fill out the thing for the free lunch. And I was like, well, I really want that to go to somebody who needs it. You know, we can pack us a lunch. It's no yeah. big deal. She's like, well, they're offering it, so you should just go ahead and take it. And I was like, oh, but don't they, like, take the money and give it to somebody else for yeah. like, a different school if you only need... 30 free lunches and yeah, everybody else can make needs it more. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. She's like, no, if the government's giving the money, just go ahead and eat the free lunch. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, so save us from making a lunch. It's like a $2 lunch. It's not anything mm. fancy, but okay. You're telling me to take the free food. I'm not going to turn free food away. I mean, obviously yeah. I like <laughs> <laughs> That was a very strange yeah. thing, but I do think that the government subsidizes things mm. all the time. So I'm sure it was not a slight. But for me, it was like, I'm not used to that. I was like, oh my gosh, hang on now. The whole yeah. concept of it is a very uh, different and foreign yeah. feeling like that. So you think the kids are getting settled in, though, with school and they things are. like that? Is it very different than where they came from? It's so completely different in terms of the structure. Are you at Mount? Where, yeah, at Omanu. Omanu, yeah. Yeah, all three of them are there until um, next year. It's just, it's they were so regiment in what they had to do and structured, and you will sit at a table and you will, you know, study for this long time. And then to come here where it's completely different. Oh, no, well, you, don't, you, know, you don't want to sit at a desk today. You can lie on the carpet. My children have so abused that. <laughs> they've gone, I feel they've gone the opposite way. Only this term did I start seeing, oh, they've realized actually they've got to put effort in. I think because they were just so, the teachers were just so laid back and they're not used to it. And they got so used to being pushed and pushed and pushed. But now they weren't getting pushed. And next to them, I'm like, Getting told Gabby, you know, she's not up to to par. I'm like, pardon? She was advanced before we got here. Yeah. Now yeah, she's... now now they're not. And I was like, hang on now. I know. And then during COVID, I got to see that side. And I was like, they're not even pushing you. You were still at school in South Africa. You you would have put the effort in. Were and they in a public school in South Africa? They were in a semi-private school. Okay. Yeah. So there were some, like a governing body type school. So the fees are still quite astronomical in comparison to here. But yeah, it's just, they're settling. They, they, I think they've only now, I reckon, even till about a month and a bit ago, because they arrived, just started forming a little bit of buddies and then COVID, and then and... COVID hit, and then they had to build that up again. They only now in the last month and a half have started being settled where no one's come home and said, oh, they've been bullied or, yeah. and also they can understand them better. Like I also battle in the beginning, everyone spoke so fast. And, and all these like, weird terms, yeah. like your togs and, and your dandles. Like, oh, can you just say that again, please? I still have to have people repeat things. We've yeah. been here for about three and a half plus years, and I still am like, one more time, I don't know. I don't even I, know what you just said yeah. to me. And I don't want to disrespect them. Like, I don't think it is. I think if you're saying it yeah. nicely, you can, I'm yeah. sorry I missed that. But I just remember like, meeting the teacher in Ricardo just looking blankly at her like, oh my God. And I thought this woman's going to teach my child. Now, it, he says he doesn't hear a difference. And now everyone from home, when they phone like on a Sunday morning or whatever, and we do a, a video chat, they're like, mom. They all sound so Afrikaans, but they're not Afrikaans. <laughs> so, My middle yeah. son's teacher is from Northern England, and he's like right off the bat. He hasn't been here since he started teaching this year. So his accent is so thick, Northern England, almost Scottish sounding. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you understand him? He's like, oh, I don't even bother me. But he watches all these YouTube videos and yes. stuff with their English yeah, yeah. accents and things. And I guess if you hear it all day long, you do you get pick to it know up. it. So I'm glad that they're settling now. They had a few, like, like Ricardo's very defensive in terms of they believe that 
all South Africans are racist. Okay. Even to the point where one of the teachers reprimanded him. And he said, but you don't understand. You don't understand. He said, my best friends were Africans. How can you call me a racist? You yeah. don't have any black people here. Who's the racist? And right. he was right. I just think it's interesting that he would, a kid. Exactly. Like, kids don't really he see doesn't, it. He, unless they've been taught like, every single day of their life. Yeah. Like yeah. if he said black friends, he's like, like, no, I'm... Hang on now. It's not... Maybe it's other people. But I think when I inquired about it, they were talking about some back in the day with the rugby and, and something happened and it was those apartheid days. And and I just said, well, you know, maybe you should do a little bit more research when you're now going to challenge a child from South Africa because here's a photo of his school photo. Here's his going away. You tell me my child's racist. You know, that's, a big, that's a big word to throw out to a yeah. kid, too. Because so, if you're told enough times you're yeah. racist, you're racist, you're racist, you eventually the kid's going to start going, am I? Yeah. I didn't think I was, yeah. but I mean, everybody keeps telling me that I am. So, like, not fair. we also, like, because we're so dark, the kids were very dark when they arrived. Not my daughter. My daughter, I don't know. She's got different blood. She's, like, so white. She's, like, so fair. You can see her veins, but the boys are very dark. And then they were confused by being told that they were Maori. And I okay. said, okay, that's understandable. Because, obviously, their first experience was that they're different. And I said, but boy, they, yeah, they could be darker. And for them, they were going, oh, they're telling me I'm Indian. They're not Indian. They're like us. For us, they're like us. They yeah. just, you know, so it's they're... confusing a little bit. It them. is. Mm. It is different for them. Now I think they're just settling in nasty. And I think sport's a big thing. The fact that they couldn't do sports and join teams, they lost out and it was harder for them to blend. But now, like, touch rugby and getting them into nippers and board academy and everything like that, they're starting to form those bonds. Yeah, and and as a parent too, because I've met so many of our friends, family friends, Mm -hmm. because our kids are together. Well, if we're going to be on the sidelines Saturday morning, like you're here, I'm here, we should just talk and become friends and that's what becomes your social life as much as it is for the kids' benefit. Especially when you're new. Mm. It's a big help. You have three kids, and if they're going in three different directions, like, we need to work <laughs> out a carpool situation here yeah. now, and can you drop them up and I'll pick them up? Because you're only one person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It gets kind of chaotic. So did you guys sell everything and come here with just your suitcases? Yep. That's a brave did. move, too. So then when you got here, did you have a furnished house, or did you have to buy everything? Ozzy was doing a, a flat sheet with a, another couple, so they had provided everything. But with three weeks staying there, I just, I can't, I, I just, I like my own privacy and I, I can't deal with, and we'd been apart for seven and a half months, mm-hmm. you feel like you're a different person yeah. altogether, and um, I just said to him, that's it, let's find a place, and we did, and a place came up, and I think it was just the letter I wrote to them, okay. and the references that made us get in the house, because there was over a thousand people that had viewed it on the trade me, and they just said, we just clicked with you guys and we just feel like you can look after our home okay. and your references are impeccable. So, Is it through um, a property manager? No, just through an owner, individual. They, uh, nice. Their parents own the home and they manage it. We moved in, someone gave us a couch <laughs> and we had a blow mattress and so we carried on. Kmart yeah. is our best friend. <laughs> Kmart is amazing here. Yeah. yeah. Thank so, goodness for like a cheap $10 toaster 100%. or something. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned here is that, what's the sound? Oh, maybe I was a bit materialistic. And my pride has taken a big knock. 
you almost feel like you have to live to this certain standard. In South Africa, and myself, I suppose I put myself into a certain bracket of, like your home, your home is beautiful. Oh, like... But, but the thing is, is when we well, moved into you, this house... you see, like, we have the tiniest TV in the whole world. <laughs> and it's like, you know, this is a big room. You kind of shouldn't yeah. have a big TV. But we don't watch yeah. TV. We don't sit around. Like, that's just not our thing. So I'm like, that's fine. When we yeah. do watch a show, it, it works. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. don't care about that stuff. Well, you see, and I, it's I not think my I, home. It's a rental yeah. home. So I'm, I'm always like, eh, it's okay. It's not mine. But yeah. it'd be nice if it was. Uh, it's taken a big, like, I don't have to have the best. It doesn't have to look the smartest or, you know, the most grand. And I've learned to love secondhand stuff. because The op shops here are amazing yeah. for secondhand stuff. And so much really nice stuff, yeah. too. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, a cappuccino machine or whatever. To buy them oh. new, it's so crazy yeah. expensive. I just don't understand. Just like the washing machine and dishwasher and all of that. Yeah. Like this home, it's that old that there's no dishwasher or anything like that. So and and selling everything, I've worked so hard to get and not getting much for it. No, because when you sell stuff in South Africa, you don't get that back. It's taught me a big life lesson because they're just things. It's just stuff. Yeah. And you have kids who, if they're anything like my children, break and ruin everything. Oh. <laughs> you can buy yourself the most beautiful couch, guaranteed oh. somebody's gonna spill yeah. or throw up yeah. or something, and it's gonna be That's ruined. That's what anyway. I have to say. You know, with the laundry we have now that we got given, it's not very nice, but it's livable. And yeah. you know what? We can all lie comfortably, and when you've finished messing. And doing and testing nice. your flick flacks and everything else on the couch. <laughs> then we can maybe look at getting what I like. But for now, it's just... But yeah. this works and it does. Yeah. And it still feels like a home. Like, in a way, I'm glad that when the kids came, I was able to give them, look at your new room, look mm-hmm. at your new beds. They had Xbox TV in their room. It was a big wow factor for them. And I was able to do that, yeah. like, for them. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a long road. It's doable if you work really hard. It'll get easier yeah. as you go along, too. Now they're here. Okay, yeah. cool. We can, yeah. we can do things. Just a, you move on to the next challenge and the next part. Like, now, because I applied for that work visa, I now have to apply for another work visa. Okay. Um, and residency at the same time. I was just going to say, can you apply? Because they're, like, <clears> 17 <throat> months was the last time I heard for the residency. Delay. So now we're going to apply for the visa in January and then straight away apply for residency yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I think um, that's the right move. So it's that again. Are you doing all of your visa stuff yourself or are you using yeah. an advisor? No, I did everything myself. We yeah. did as well, but we yeah. had a lot of friends, particularly in South Africa, that have used an uh, immigration advisor. I just feel like they get caught. It's a lot of money, man. That's my other thing. I mean, even the guy next door, Michelle, they've used an agent. And when I look at how much money they have given that agent, and guess what? They're still in South Africa. Yeah. And now she's pushing for, oh, you could come in on residency because you're a qualified plumber and you're a nutritionist. They'll definitely fast track you. And I'm like, no, actually, you're just pushing for that next 100,000 rand. So you know? Part of you wants to use an agent just because of that sense of security. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones making the call. No, yeah. They're not the ones who are going through your paperwork. But they, so but they will go, oh, you <clears throat> didn't write that you had plumbing and electrician. You should yeah. definitely write all of the things. Yeah. And if you weren't aware of that and you haven't done the research or whatever and yeah. read up on it or asked on message yeah. boards or read all the things, 
then at least they can direct you the right way. Yes. But they're not the ones making no, the decision. So no. it could go the other way just as easily with them doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like when not... I when I submitted and I'd done it all myself and I thought, what if I've done something wrong? Missed what if I've yeah, missed yeah. Didn't fill this right or, or missed like I've read through so many terms and conditions, especially with him being an Australian and everybody knows of the partner of a work visa. Mm-hmm. That's different. Everyone in South Africa who wants to come over, they're all like, okay, one of the partner is the main person, and you come over as partner independent. Yeah. But when you're a partner of a New Zealander, it's different. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if I've missed like one of the little terms and conditions, and we've used all this money and time wise. That's a fear. But I just thought, you know what? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And, and, and they sure can you... come back and ask. Yeah, so like even you... now, like I think, oh golly, I'm so petrified to do that process again. But if oh, you yeah. haven't got information, they can come back and ask. I'm still on all the forums and that just to help me show. But when you hear somebody having not got it and they've been declined, that's when I think. Well, why did what did they decline them for? Yeah, yeah, that's that when I reason. think having an agent or someone in the legal side. Defend you because then they know the rules backwards and they know which angle to come in at. Whereas you, as a Joe Soap, won't necessarily know. So, well, and the laws change too. So, that's yeah. the other part is pre COVID life, you could do this or that. Yeah. And now, after it's like, well, mm-hmm. we'll only let these people in and it's going to cost this much, or you have to have this much in the bank to prove you yeah. can support your. It's a lot of yeah. red tape to get through. For me, it's. We bring so much into the country as any foreigner coming in. It it costs us a lot of money, and we invest our money. Even if you if you haven't say brought a lot of money with you, mm-hmm. you still you supporting the country. Oh, and you're so working. Therefore, you're paying yeah, taxes. you paying taxes, and you benefiting the company or the country. Unless you go on all the subsidies and you're draining, then I believe those people shouldn't necessarily be entitled to follow on. But if you're doing right. And you bring a good citizen and doing your side. I'm adding to your country. Yeah, but if they start changing the goalposts in terms of you could go from this visa to now applying for your residency, and now you can't, that's a big thing. Right. When people have committed their life to now I'm going to do this, and now you're the only thing stopping me from doing Mm. it because you've Mm. changed what requirements are. Like with Ross now. you know, He could have come in on a work visa if they had motivated that they need him, but now it's like, hang on now, you've got to earn double what the average person earns and you've got to have all these things. Yeah. Now it's like, hang on, you change Yeah, and it's not place. just a little bit. It's like it's double. It's, yeah, yeah, like you say, it's actually like double what yeah. a normal person would be making. So you're making it so As, much Unless harder. you're a doctor or an mm-hmm. attorney or something in that high end and you're the top of your game worldwide, like, how can you put such restrictions? Yeah, it's interesting too because we don't need just doctors. We no. need kiwi fruit pickers. Yeah. We need people to work at the gas station. Mm. Who's yeah. going to do that? Yeah. There's not enough kiwis in the workforce, I don't feel like, to yeah. take all of the well, jobs. And they don't necessarily want to do them either. That's the other part. And the government still has so many subsidies that they don't necessarily mm. need to do that job. <laughs> is the other part of it, too, as we were talking. But anyway, so what advice would you give to somebody who was thinking about moving over? Anywhere, not even to New Zealand. But... Do lots of research. <laughs> you know, don't don't be the lamb. Because yeah. I found in, in all my research and all the forums and all the different pages that I follow, I found people just want to be the followers. And when you ask them why are you coming here, it's because 
there's so many South Africans here. It's a joke in South Africa that New Zealand's going to be the next capital of South Africa. Don't be that person because ultimately you're going to you're going to suffer for it. Yeah. If you haven't researched, you hear so many people be here for less than a year and go back home because they're homesick. Because they're homesick and they they didn't do enough research that this was actually what they wanted to do. For us, watching all those YouTube videos of people with their car use GoPros and they drive around or somebody on their bicycle because then you get a sense of your everyday life, not what's portrayed by different social media things. Yeah, it's or just a super your, produced yeah, thing. Like yeah. You just want like a normal person. What do they experience from yeah. day to day? If you're a very tight-knit family and you literally live in each other's lives every day, I don't think you can survive very long. My aunt came over and her son is in Cambridge. In Cambridge she, here? Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, by Hamilton, yeah. 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 And like I hadn't had a relationship with Dion, they've been here for 13 years. I've known him as a youngster, but not as an adult as such. But she was so close to the family. She was the family. You wanted anything, you went on to get. That was just okay. it. But they thought that they could move here and retire here and have a better life and not the crime and everything. But they invested all that money and came here. And in an actual fact, They'll put up with all the crime and all the things happening in South Africa because they want to be around their grandkids and they want to be around so they went back. their family and they went back. And that you hear a lot of that here is because they're so close to their family. Yeah, it's hard to be so far away because it's not it's, just the plane ride. Yeah. It's expense. It's the time. Yeah. It's a long plane ride. There's a yeah, lot to it Yeah, you've got to, to like add on those three, four days just for travel yeah. alone. Yeah, and then you feel jet lag when yeah. you get there yeah. and coming back. And yeah. now with quarantine, and I come back in quarantine by myself, and it was not a good time. You know, you look at your watch, you're like, how has yeah. it only been two hours? I feel like I've been here for 14 days. That's a big deal breaker. For us, I'm not as close as the normal family to my father and my brothers. We're close, but not like that. It's just a difference. Would they and, ever come here to visit you? Um, I mean, not COVID times, but normally. I think one of my brothers would. The other brother, not so much. I'd hardly speak to him. And like my dad is so settled, but I still battle now. Yesterday, I don't know what triggered me a pack and save, oh. something on the shelf. And I just felt so miserable. I just want to jump on a plane and go home just to see everybody and just feel that familiarity. But then I get over it. You need to do as much research and know in your heart that it's the right thing to do. You can have all these plans in the world and it's not always going to work out that way. It very rarely works out yeah. that way, in yeah. fact. I think that's also the reality. Yeah. You yeah. can plan all day long. Like yeah. you've got to be able to go with the flow and the plan yeah. changes and to make that change. Yeah, and live the Kiwi life. We've come here, I never liked the food, and everyone's like, oh, but there's a South African shop and you can go get all your spices and all your... And I said, but then that's not what we've come here for. We need to live like everyone else. We can't just go, oh, we don't drink your cool drink because it doesn't taste nice or... I'm not going to buy your spices because you make my food bland. So we've just adapted with yeah. it. We've made sure that what we do is for everyone else. We're not going to try and some people will flock to other South Africans. They'll always go and have a fry with them or meet up and that's their sense of community. Whereas we don't want to do that. We want to try and integrate and become friends with Kiwis and other people mm -hmm. and not just be so reliant on being around fellow just South Africans. South Africa. Yeah. I am still... Excited when I meet an American, though. All my yeah. friends are not yeah. American, but I just feel like if I get to meet an American, I'm like, yeah. we can hate on the same things, or we can no, I, I reminisce that, yeah. about those things, because yeah. sometimes 
Like, I'll understand a lot of South African things because I live there and my husband is, so I've been around it for yeah. the last 20 years. But you're not going to know yeah. what I'm you're talking about if I mention something. It's like, well, what is that? And it's not like it mm-hmm. is in the movies all the time. That's yeah. the thing that people say, well, like, America is just like what it is in the movies, right? right. And it's like, no, that's not right. real. That's yeah. just a movie. It's hard to acclimate with Kiwis, I feel like, sometimes, mm. so that I tend to surround myself by other immigrants, not necessarily yeah, yeah, American, yeah. but South African mm. and English, and mix it up a little bit, especially here, because there are so many imports. And it's true. Like, in the workplace, I found that they, they're just different, but it takes all kinds to make the world go around. Oh, for sure, and some but of them different is good different. Yeah, but, like... We're really social people, and I just feel that they can be closed book. And for me, if my car's outside, I don't care. You're a stopper for coffee. Stopping for coffee. Right. Or I'll tell you that I'm busy. Yeah, or I'm now, but. but, And I I haven't found that here. It's not like. I haven't found it either. So that, for me, is a little bit strange. I didn't know we had to make a plan. Yeah. Say hi. So that's a bit different. We're still enjoying it. We're just trying to integrate. And I think with the kids doing the nippers and that and we've joined the club you're always starting to recognize the faces and they yeah. recognize yours so i think it'll come with, with time we do have some south african free well there were more acquaintances but now have become friends mm-hmm. that we just have to now and again have a bar with and that's also nice for the kids they, they can, also they can have that in common yeah. though like yeah. oh, do you remember this in south africa this is how we do things and it's not weird we've never moved with kids we've moved around just the two of us before kids a lot yeah. but now this was the first movie we've ever done with kids and I was worried about them, but I tell you what, having all three of them, like you, walking yeah. into school together, it was like they were their own little mini gang. So yeah. like you didn't have anybody to sit with at lunchtime. Yes, at they least you got your brother and sister. So that gave me comfort, mm-hmm. and they just really had so much confidence walking in. Whether it was real or fake, doesn't matter. <laughs> I saw it, and I was amazed, and that gave me confidence to mm-hmm. do things out of my comfort yeah. zone by seeing them do the things. And again, maybe it was fake, and I just read into it, and... Yeah, whatever, but it still, it. Made, yeah. it still made me feel like, oh, well, if they can do it, I can do it. That's that's mm. cool. And then maybe they were saying, well, if mom can do it, I can do it. And maybe it was a yeah, you know, like two-way. Way. Do you think mm. you'll stay? Yeah, I think we'll stay. In for the long haul? In for the long haul. Or do you think you'll maybe go to Aussie next? <sighs> Every time something goes south, Aussie's like, oh, I just, I just got to poo. I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and Have then you I'm been like, to Australia? No. I just... I don't like the moving around. And this feels like home. This just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a more of a, like a, a soul feeling or whatever, but it just felt different. Yeah, the right vibe. Yeah. Like the other day, he was like, well, why don't you try the South Island? I'm like, I'm sorry. You can't even put your foot in like the ocean right now. And you want to go to the South Island? No. It's going to be that much colder. Yeah. It's a lot more remote. Like if you think this is remote and there's miles of nothing yeah. here... It's times 10 there. But There's that's, that's no what's drawing people. him there, is that. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't do it, I just man. want the kids to be able to socialize and go to their mate next door or go that's down right. the road. And, that, you know, I know that in farm life you do get that sense of community eventually. But I was like, if they want to go to a concert, they go to a concert. It's just down the road. Or you drive to Auckland two hours, three hours, and you're done. Yeah, I said, that's not going to happen if we go more remote. No. So until they're a bit older, and I want them to be able to go to the beach of the airport and chill cool life yeah then farm life is so different <laughs> i couldn't do it man i i love the south mm-hmm. island it's beautiful there's a lot of cool cool stuff to mm-hmm. go and see and do 
But to live there? No, thank you. Mm. I couldn't do it. This has got to be the limit. Like, this has <laughs> got to be it. Because it's, there's stuff around. But, but I have to drive like, 10 minutes just to get yeah. to the grocery store. Now, it's only 10 minutes, but there's like two. Yeah. And that's it. If you want any more variety than that, you're driving 25 plus minutes, yeah. 30 minutes yeah. to get to town. I'm not doing that every week. How was it in Durban compared to... The traffic was bad. Well, I think we just got used to traveling 40, 45 minutes each way. But here, we just... We don't want to. No. And it's and that sounds silly, but you just... We chose not to. It doesn't seem like there should be traffic. No. there's not that many people. <laughs> well, thank you so oh, much for doing yeah. this. It's a pleasure. I hope I wasn't too intrusive. No, not at all. <laughs> if it can help anybody who's trying to trying to immigrate, I think it's it's good. It's what got us here was things like this, and that's why when I saw it, I didn't know what I'd rather help someone. We have a unique story because it's completely split. It's not a, a joint up and go, or you know, one partner and then try with the kids. Right. We've definitely done the the hard toll of it, and it's doable.